Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about sneezing your fears away? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! It's a big day today. It's a it's a day. A day so much day. We got a lot of day here. This like too much day. We got day for sale. You guys need you, you need some day. We got spare day laying around. Kelsey. Robert. Hello. Hello. Welcome to this lovely day. This big, fat, gargantuan day. But I don't like driving home, and it is so dark already. It's a big day. <laughs> And I come home to zero day. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of day to go around these days. Like, you don't have to go anywhere. You work at home. That's true. Yeah. Which I... is kind of great. But as you're winding limitations. down your day, do you not just go like, did I work into midnight? <laughs> no, sometimes I'll be like, making dinner. I'm like, damn, we're eating late today. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, it's 4.30. <laughs> yeah. 4.30? My God. Sometimes you just feel like eating at the early bird hour. No. You don't. The early bird gets the worm. And a delicious dinner. That's true. Oh, so. Alright, I ended my day in this darkness. I began my day in this darkness. You want to know what happened early this morning? What happened? I woke up to today being November 12th, the day of Disney+. Plus. Oh, that, that's darkness? Well, well, it went live at 5 a.m. God, really? Yes. Damn. I was not awake at 5 a.m., but when I awoke around 7-ish, right? It was still kind of uh-huh. dark. Um, I loaded it on my phone. I loaded it on Taylor's phone while she was asleep. <laughs> I put it on her PlayStation, my PlayStation, the TV and the living or, oh, or uh, the game God. room. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I got it ready. You woke up like Cinderella with these birds flitting about your house, just helping you put this Disney Plus on every single technological item you own. Yeah, and they were having a hard time understanding. I was like, no, no, pack the axe! What are you doing? (laughs) They didn't get it. But Taylor wanted to be the one to sign up for it. So you had to shake her awake? Well, I was like, ah, she'll do it whenever she gets up. And she went in a little later today, so it was like way late in the day oh no but when it happened it happened and it was glorious have you been able to watch anything on there so i didn't stream anything because i was at work i have horrible signal i went to the simpsons and downloaded because you can download just like netflix yeah right so i downloaded episode one of the simpsons because i knew that would be the first thing that i wanted to watch and i watched it right at the end of the day beautiful was great. Just how any, I remember. Like, did you have any outages or anything? I saw people on Twitter were like, nothing's working. I can't get Disney Plus to happen. Well, like, I think that was for the streaming side of it. Because I kept getting okay. into it. And I could look around. 
Yeah, so remember how I was like, I'm not going to buy Disney Plus because we already pay for so many streaming services. Yeah. So it turns out... <laughs> you bought Disney Plus. We didn't buy Disney Ugh. Plus, but we bundled ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus and yeah. Disney Plus, yeah. and we paid less than we were already paying for Hulu and ESPN separately. So... Cha! We have Disney Plus. <laughs> exactly. But... Okay, so you already had the ESPN Plus thing. Yes. Not for football or basketball, correct? I mean, Richard uses ESPN Plus for every sport under this god moon. Because the one that's bundled in Disney Plus, there's no NFL or NBA. Oh, really? No, you have ESPN Plus, which is all college, everything college, and every other sport but those two. Okay, well, that's that's a weird choice, but there's probably some kind of legal reasons behind it. Because uh, they are tied to DirecTV right now. They have, like, uh, their own little deals. So oh, yeah, they have, like, this the package they can't. or whatever. Right. Yeah, that so sense. until that goes away, they can't do NFL games. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we watch a lot of college sports, too, so... Okay, cool. Because I've been trying to, like, pimp out Disney Plus all day long. <laughs> Just part of the street team. And I was like... But you can get ESPN with it. And they were like, can I watch basketball? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) But I'll find out. And the answer is no. Well. Not unless it's college basketball. Well, you know what we can watch with Disney Plus? What can you watch? The Mandalorian. (gasps) I don't really care. (gasps) What? I mean, I'm going to watch it. But, like, I'm not really the biggest Star Wars fan, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. And it's probably going to be great. But like I'm not like that is the reason I'm here. I'm here for the Simpsons. Right. That's the reason I'm here. Well, I did watch The Mandalorian just before recording here. So, I want to tell you, it's good. That's what I've heard. I've heard it I is liked it. great. It's fantastic. Uh so John Favreau like wrote and directed it, I guess, and then yes also produced it perhaps yes and taika waititi is also involved somehow Ooh, i didn't I know, know that. i saw his name in the credits and i was like i wonder what he did but i have no idea but it is pretty darn good overall uh it, they're doing that thing where you release um one episode and then wait for a while i don't know if they're doing like a weekly episode thing or what's happening with it the first episode was like 45 minutes so they're not like bite-sized little things but um yeah you know, so from what I've size. heard, Disney Plus will, will will be doing the weekly thing. But then I kept seeing these stories of The Mandalorian has a really weird release schedule, so I'm guessing that's not the case for The Mandalorian. I'm going to have I wonder if it's on the internet. I'm going to I'm going to Google this while we're talking about it because I got to know. I think it is cuz I kept seeing stories about it all day. And while you do that, I got a crack. Got a okay. Crack. Yeah, crack I see it. it's hot. I need to get some cold silt around my bones. A uh, hibiscus liqueur? You know what? Um, no. <laughs> this one is mm-hmm. just I'm plain burned old. out on that. I'm totally not burned out. I bathe okay. in it daily. <laughs> <laughs> but I just needed a break. Uh, so The Mandalorian releases episodes on a weekly basis, of okay. course, uh, starting today the 12th and then the first two episodes are going to be released just a few days apart so they're like front loading it a little bit okay well yeah november 15th we'll get the next one okay so that's really not as weird as they make it sound 
Yeah. But hey, whatever. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to watch The Mandalorian just to watch it, you know? Yeah, I was never like a huge fan of The Mandalorian characters in Star Wars. I don't know. I never felt any like empathy towards them, probably because you never see their faces and they never really have any lines. Yeah. They're just kind of like, you know, helmeted assassins. So question, because I literally don't know. So, so Mandalorian is like Boba Fett's title. Okay. So I asked Richard about this because he's like the Star Wars man. Good. We need expert opinions. I know. He's expertise. Okay. I really hope I'm going to repeat this properly because if I'm not, okay. I'm so sorry for the Star Wars fans out there who actually know their shit. So the Mandalorians are like a race of people and I'm pretty sure all of them wear like the armor and the helmets and stuff. They okay. they lived on a planet called Duxun or something. It's D-X-U-N, which is, you know, okay. Star Wars spellings. Of but, course. Um, so their planet like refused to cooperate with either the Sith or the Empire and... So they were like, you know what, we're just going to... Did I say Sith or Empire? Yeah. Is that right? Well, so that, I think that's the same thing. I think that's the same thing. <laughs> so they they weren't they weren't in favor of like the Resistance. They weren't in favor of the Sith. Yeah. They didn't like anybody. They were just true neutral about it. And So they're the Green Party. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. uh, everyone else was like, you know what, fuck you guys. And they nuked their whole planet. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they're all essentially just kind of like vagrants and they wander around and that's why a lot of them are bounty hunters because they don't have any kind of home or anything so they just kind of you know walk the galaxy killing people i mean do do. they do they walk it or do they jetpack it well this guy rides a horrible little beast called a blurg which i have never (laughs) seen before it's like it's basically a head with a tail and then two stumpy legs so is it kind of like a Pokemon in that it makes the sound of its name? Yes. Is it just blurg? Yes. Something gross. <laughs> Nasty. It was very gross looking. I love okay. the Star Wars puppets though. They're so nice. They're so lovely. All, every single fucking one of them is fantastic. Works of art. Since we're talking the Star Wars side, of course, one of my first questions for Disney Plus was, what version of Star Wars is on the service, right? Like I had to know. Well, so there's like the original. There's the one with like a few tweaks they made. And then there's what is on the Blu-rays now that everybody really fucking hates, right? Yeah. So I know a scene that determines which version it is, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I had... So actually, me and Haley played around with it a lot today. And we watched everything we clicked on. So I didn't see any real problems, right? Okay. But so I told her to go to Star Wars and I go scrub to this part and I will know if it's the newest one that's gross. Right? You call yourself not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> well, because I know that much because I don't like the changes they did to the Blu-ray. I like the changes that are in the like 97 release, I think it was. Yeah. When it was like still on VHS, DVDs were maybe new around that time. Like, okay. I like those changes. Like I like the... The CG job of the hut, and then like he steps on his tail, and you see him kind of like move and stuff. It looks wonky, but I like it. Right? Yeah. I'm cool with that. But then when the Blu-rays came out, and I was like, gotta get the best looking one. I was like, ooh, they changed stuff, and now it's gross. And I really haven't watched them since then. Okay. But I go to the scene. I know it's changed, and I go, gross. I don't like it. <laughs> 
so then I look it up today. These are changed even more. Really? There's new changes to this that aren't even in the Blu-ray one. Why? Why do they have to just keep, like, tweaking shit? Like, I don't alone. fucking know. And apparently they are making it worse. Why? So the scene that I read was changed. We gave Jar Jar Binks an enormous penis. It's huge. <laughs> it's out. He's got a bulge, man. And it just, <laughs> it hinders his walking. He waddles everywhere. He talks about it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Horny. <laughs> Stop. I knew that was coming. I know. You set it up. You set it up. I couldn't not do it. <laughs> so it's it's one of the most like highly talked about scenes in Star Wars that was ever changed. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. It is Han shot first. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for what they did to it now? Let's hear it. Apparently now what they've done is... Okay, so what they did was they made, like, Han's head move, right? Because, like, Uh he dodged a shot that Greedo shoots after he shoots, right? Or they made Greedo shoot for, I don't know, some stupid shit. Okay. Well, now, in this version, they keep his little head move, but now they shoot at the exact same time, right? Okay. They made them shoot at the exact same time, and now there's an additional scene where Greedo is dead and the camera just zooms in on his dead body, and he utters, like, one final word. And he Which says, is? like, McClucky or something. McClucky. McClucky. And if you've seen Star Wars, you know that everything he says is subtitled, so you know what he's saying, right? Yeah. They don't tell you what that word is, so why include that he says a final fucking word, <sighs> and they don't even tell you what the word is? Okay, the only possible reason for that is that if they might follow up on it in the mandalorian oh like they're trying to build their own little weird mythos with stuff yeah like they're trying to <sighs> expand the universe a little bit i can see them trying to do that maybe i don't know i mean there's also that would like, be cool in a sense but just don't <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> just <how> I don't <laughs> i don't know at what point in the star wars history the mandalorian is supposed to take place because like, the timeline is so full, you know? Like, beginning yeah. to end, it's just packed full of shit and stuff happens in between. But I'm I'm trying to place where this is because certain things that you see in the Mandalorian's ship would lead you to believe one thing. But then, like, there's a twist at the end that I'm not going to tell okay. you about. And that okay. makes you think another thing. So, I don't know. I'll so, now look. you just don't know. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't fucking know when this is supposed to be. So... If so, have no really knowing nothing about it. Uh huh. I always took that it was like post, uh, episode six, like post, uh, Return of the Jedi. That's just what I always took from it. I was like, okay, we're like this is some random dude, and we're like thinking that it could possibly be Boba Fett, but then yeah. they kind of said it's not him. Yeah. Way like years ago talking about the show so i'm like all right well, it's just another dude like fine but i always yep. took that it was post the old movies that's what i was thinking too i don't know I'm... but now do you think it could be like pre boba fett i just don't know man i just don't know okay okay all right we'll leave it at that because i am gonna watch that one tonight listeners do you know just to watch when it. the hell this takes place in the star wars universe I'm pretty sure there are people that know everything about this. I know. There's, there's 
crazy good fans out there that are going to go research stuff and they're going to be like, okay, Star Wars fans are rabid. Yeah. I know. My husband is one of them and I love him for it. So, I believe I've said it before, but I truly thought that I loved Star Wars. Like, I truly thought (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. And then I met Sean. Oh my God. And I learned that I like Star Wars quite a bit, but that's about it. Yeah. I've never met a Star Wars fan to that level. And I've met several since that are still, I'm like, damn, I just, I just like it. Apparently I apparently do not love this. There's a lot to learn in the universe. Yeah. But I don't want to read the books. I don't want to read the comics. Like I'm good with the movies and I'm just good there, you know? And that's fine. Yeah. That's a good level of fandom right there. But now that the stuff, cause I've always wanted to see the Clone Wars TV show and stuff. And yeah. since it's on there, I'm a I'm a watch all those too. I don't think I ever watched that. We'll have to see. I've, I've heard it's great, but so you've already watched something. Was the Mandalorian your pick for first thing I'm gonna watch on this app? Yes. Okay. Mine was a fish. I mean, day one, it had to be The Simpsons. Yeah, because that's that's your thing. <laughs> it is my. I was watching it like my whole life is coming back to me. <laughs> I truly love that show more than I can express. Doesn't it, like... Uh, okay. I'm trying not to be Go ahead. No. very... Say whatever, because you cannot hurt me with, with Simpson stuff. I love it too much. I'm just thinking, like, doesn't it make you a little angry that Disney owns so much, and they're just, like, they're milking the nostalgia out of our generation. They're just like, you guys remember this from when you were five? We have it. It's behind a paywall. Along with all these other movies from your childhood that you used to love. Don't you want to come see them? Look at all this fresh new content. Ooh, come pay us. No. I just, uh, I, as much as I shit on Disney, I love Disney and I am yeah. not immune to their propaganda. Like, I'm going to be in the mouse's <laughs> pocket until I die. Yeah. I just, it just frustrates me that that they can uh, stream services, here, man. Here is why uh, that's a no for me. Okay. No, because I own all those movies already. I, she, you like, I already okay. bought them. <laughs> I'm like, already mad at how many movies you have. I'm not coming here to see these movies at all. Right? What are you coming here for? I'm coming here for The Simpsons. That's the single <laughs> reason I bought this app. Okay. So because this is your Simpsons streaming service. Yeah. The stream Because I bought every season of that show when they came out and they determined that it wasn't worth the money to put it out on Blu-rays and DVDs, so they stopped. So there's Do a you point that you can't buy them. You were the only consumer who bought them, Robert. <laughs> Print them for me. It's fine. I'll pay for my copy. I'll pay for my copy. I fully understand and support everyone going to a digital-only service. It just frustrates me that it's all parceled out in these packages that I had to pay for individually. Yeah. Well, I mean, Netflix was that until everybody went, oh, I guess we can just do it on our own. Until big capitalism came and ruined it all. Pretty much. Because everyone that I talk to is like, I really want Disney+. Plus." But I don't want to buy it because by the time I pay for all the apps I want, I'm paying cable again. Yeah, exactly. And I 100% agree. 
And that's why I'm glad I don't really like TV as much. Because I'm not chasing that next show. I'm not looking for the... Because, you know, there's always, like, that show that people want to watch. Yeah. But it's like each station has has that show that you want to watch. Right. And that's why you have to buy the different apps. Yeah. Game of Thrones on HBO. So I'm glad that I don't really care for the for like tv in that way because tv is always on so many different channels yeah cable was the only way to get them all and it was a fucking arm and a leg which is why i never paid for it yeah and netflix i mean really i i only had netflix because i had it when blockbuster was going away and i still wanted to rent movies so i did it to rent the dvds and then it became stream only yeah, I remember, like, back in the day when we had Netflix, it used to be, well, I mean, we still have it, but when we first got Netflix, it was, like, we were buying it for the rental service because the mm-hmm. blockbuster that I lived next door to closed down, and we were like, how are we going to get movies? Yeah, because, I mean, I didn't really start watching any of the Netflix TV shows until, like, this year, and Stranger Things is the only one that I watch. Yeah. I mean, it's got a good little selection of shows in there it's it's crazy how many different things they pump out you don't realize it until you're going through a category and you're like i love all these shows but they don't have any relation and you're like oh wait yes they do they're all made by netflix it's because they saw everyone was going to make their own app so they're like we need to have our own supply right now our, our supply is everybody else exactly so if we create our own early people have a reason to stick around and really i don't use netflix as much as I did because now everything is going to their own apps you know yeah like Hulu is probably the one that I watch the least because it's built upon current TV shows right you know which I love I just don't watch it like Taylor loves it because she watches uh this is us Uh uh-huh right I don't watch that I don't watch really anything else but Netflix was like hey remember see I need the shows that I used to like (laughs) <laughs> and that's why I guess I'm all about the Disney Plus because I want the show that I like because all the stuff that I am here for is old ass shit yeah. that I can't find anywhere else. Like uh, the 90s Spider-Man is on there and I can't buy a DVD of that. That's ridiculous. It, How else it am is, I going to watch it? It is nice to have an aggregation feature that just, you know, it grabs all that shit that we want to see and it puts it somewhere. So I, yeah. I appreciate it for that and I'm glad that it's a thing. I'm just bitter. I'm just a bitter old crone. Oh my god. So, I'm all about the Disney Plus. I agree that this service thing is going to become a problem. Yeah, I think we're reaching the bubble. But it's not there yet, so I'm still a little happy. Okay. Can we talk about a new TV show? Uh, yeah. I watched Primal. So, you texted me that you had a lot to say. Yeah. And I took that as good, and then as the day went on, I was like, those words are vague. That can't be bad. (laughs) And I'm real scared to know what you have to say now, because if you think it's bad, my heart will break. Robert. Yeah? You told me that (laughs) it... Okay, so the way you described this to me, it was a cartoon about a caveman and a dinosaur... Yes. And they're like hanging out together, buddy, buddy, having a good time. Everything is so happy and free. I did not say that. Beautiful. No. That's just the picture I built in my mind. (laughs) And then I watched this thing, and it's so heartbreakingly beautiful. 
and fantastic and wonderful. And I loved every second of it, but also I felt my soul leave my body a couple of times. Because <laughs> it is primal? I wasn't ready for it. Like I thought it was a children's show. <laughs> you said it was airing on Cartoon Network. I said Adult Swim, madam. You said Cartoon Network. Which is Adult Swim. Yeah, well, Adult Swim is on Cartoon Network, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, we're going to have to go back to the tapes, because I swear I said Adult Swim. <laughs> so... But... For starters. Okay, so you were expecting Sunshine and Rainbows. Yeah. And then you got Families Being Murdered. Oh my god, okay, so... <laughs> Full spoiler alert for Primal. We're going to talk about the entire series right now. Episode one through five. You watched five. the whole thing? You watched the whole damn thing, Robert. Fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So first of all, the art style. Fucking beautiful. Okay. Okay. It's so hand, pretty. Hand drawn. It's, it, you can tell too. Like every he, single line in that he show. He sits there and draws this by hand. That's why it's taken so long for it to come out. It's just so lovely. Like, everything about it, you can tell he's putting emotion into every single line. It's and like, so gorgeous. The Just, like, the charcoal-y, smoky style the whole thing has. It looks like it's uh-huh. sunset all the time. I'm just, like, my heart is full looking at it. And then... Yeah. Uh, and then all the... the, oh, all, the all the emotions. <laughs> I have to, like, sort myself out. So, so when I watched it the first time, um, I kind of cried at the end of episode one yeah and then i showed it to taylor and i cried twice <laughs> yeah so okay so it starts like the caveman dude spear he's out like fishing um and that was my first clue maybe this isn't a children's show is like it's a pretty violent depiction of fishing he's just like stabbing these fish with his spear and this and bright pulling them blood out of the like, water as they gasp yeah. for air yes and i was like okay yeah. That's a little violent. Yeah, because... Little did I know. Taylor goes, that's mean. And I'm like, he's fishing. <laughs> it is caveman times. I'm that. sorry. It's caveman times. <laughs> so, so he's fishing and then he's like heading home like la-di-da. And then he hears like this horrible primal scream mm-hmm. and just drops his fish and he fucking takes off. And uh, he arrives back at his home just in time to find his wife and two children brutally eaten torn apart by raptors and he sees this happen like he sees the fear in his child's eyes as it is snapped into a dinosaur's mouth and i was like what the fuck am i watching (laughs) (sighs) and then (sighs) he just like wanders off into the forest and is depressed for a long time climbs up a cliff and looks over the edge and i'm like this dude is gonna fucking kill himself in the opening six minutes of this tv show and i don't know where it's gonna go from here (laughs) (sighs) then the sun rises he sees his family in the sun and i started crying and i was like you should live on for them please do it climbs down and he goes about living his life depressedly (sighs) looking for revenge looking for revenge and then he happens along this lovely little single mama dinosaur Making her, her world two work. Beautiful babies. Two beautiful babies. She's like oh my God. she's doing the strong single with the thing. She is feeding these children. She's happy. And then the fucking the same raptors, the same ones, come out of the forest. And they Yeah. They, <laughs> I don't even want to say it, but they like they so, eat her little babies. So while he's there, 
They do the exact same thing to this T-Rex mama and eat her but, children in front of her. So you think that, they, that they've saved the day because there's like a big fight and like they kill the two raptors and I'm like, yes, the raptors are gone. And then like he's bonding with the little babies and so they're like tugging when, on his hair and stuff. When and I, like, I played it for Taylor, little... that's the scene I cried at. Yeah. Knowing what I... was going to happen, I like, <laughs> I like cried because I knew what was coming. You think for a minute, like, oh, this man has found happiness. He's going to help this mama dinosaur raise her, her babies, and he's going to be Surrogate like... Surrogate caveman dad. Yes, that's what I wanted. That's I was yeah. like, okay, now we're going to get into the buddy cop stuff here. Surrogate caveman dad time. But no, the babies are eaten immediately. And so then they're And both... now him and the T-Rex have a bond, man. They do. Because the exact same thing happens. And then he... So then they brutally murder these things that ate both their families, which, yeah. dude. So Mama T-Rex rips bites a dude on the, the top face. jaw and rips it off. off. <laughs> right off. And oh. it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen because she's standing there. She's looking down with the blood dripping from her mouth with this just yes. angry glare like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. I it love was, it. It was very good. I have written in my notes here, Fang eats a face, all caps. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's the best. Yeah, so episode one definitely fucking tops. I loved it. And so, hang on. Then it ends on the coolest image I've ever seen in my life. So the, so the T-Rex mom, her name is Fang. Fang follows him after her kids are eaten and there's nothing left, and they kind of form a bond, and the last shot of episode one... Is her doing a roar as he's like thrusting his spear into the air as like a wave crashes behind him. It's beautiful. It's fucking dope. It's emotional. I want it like tattooed on my body. <laughs> it's okay. So people ask me why I don't get tattoos. It's because I've never thought of something that I have loved that much. And I've honestly thought of a primal t- tattoo. Really? I really have. Because I love fang and spear that much from five episodes yeah my heart is full i just okay Okay. so then we go to episode two yes that one's called a river of snakes i believe yep and that is literally exactly what the episode is this one is more of like your bonding episode yeah so it starts with them like kind of at odds because they're trying to kind of learn to live with each other they're fang is eating all the food and spear is like why can't i have some of it like i need to eat too yeah like i mean she's a she's a t-rex so she doesn't really know like i mean sort yourself out man yeah like i'm an animal i'm hungry i'm gonna eat this food that is here even if you killed it first right like she barely cares about him she's just like you're another nuisance that i kind of have to live with now because of what happened to us i mean i chose to be with you but i'm being a total bitch to you right now (laughs) that bothered me but i was like i mean she's an animal she doesn't know i guess but she did follow him and ask to be with him in a way you know right so i was like come on man so they uh kind of learn to live with each other uh they have an experience together where they fall in how does it happen again so they are just like swimming in the river or they fall into it so they they actually fight each other because Spear finally takes a stand and he's like, get off my fucking food. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. Like, shit, back up. And Fang kicks his ass. <laughs> I mean, she's a big T-Rex and he's just a dude. Yeah. She kicks his ass 
and then rain starts, and it's essentially like a mudslide, kind of. Yes. So I think just this, like, there's such this rainfall, and it causes, like, a tidal wave to kind of, like, wash them over, but it washed over this, like, den of snakes as well, so now they're in the water with all these snakes. And it's funny, because I didn't pick up on it the first time I watched it, but on the second go-through, you see it more, because I know where it's going to go, but in this episode, Fang develops a fear of snakes. Yes, she does. Which comes up to a funny part later. <laughs> but, so, they, like, fight the snakes together, she, they wash over a waterfall in this, like, river they get washed into, and Fang's just kind of like, I mean, you didn't let me die, and those snakes are pretty scary, so let's be friends. Yeah, so he, she's, like, thankful to him, and now it sets it up for episode three, wherein we find them, like, trying to hunt more together and coexist more. Okay. So, I was waiting for Taylor to watch this one. Oh my god, I was gonna ask how she took it. She wasn't digging it. <laughs> <laughs> so, for context, Taylor's very favorite animals elephant elephants we have elephants everywhere in this house okay literally everywhere i can turn around right now elephant i see <laughs> like they're everywhere she's, she's got a tattoo of an elephant yes um, and so this one opens with a group of mammoths uh walking through a blizzard and you know they're marching strong they're in a herd but there's one that's old mm -hmm. That Kinda can't sickly. quite keep up. Yeah. And so, he gets left behind in the blizzard, yeah. which, which was really, really sad. It was very upsetting because he's like calling out to his tribe. He's like, please, I need help. Like trumpeting. And they just keep walking. Yeah. They keep moving. And he's eventually left behind in the blizzard. Uh, so we see him just standing alone in the blizzard. And then suddenly from the shadows, Fang and Spear are upon him. And it is the most brutal... So, it is primal. It is primal. This show does not real. It doesn't like desensitize violence by making it look like like real quick. But it doesn't linger on it like ooh, here's gore. You know, they go. Yeah. It would be hard to take down a mammoth, so they're gonna have to work to kill it. Yes, and it's it's a lot of work. It is because. <laughs> The, the mammoth is a big dude even though he's old he's strong and it's just like a man and we say t-rex but she's she's pretty small like she's probably a mammoth sized so i looked it up she is officially a t-rex but there are so they were like well there's multiple species of t-rex and she's just a smaller version i guess yeah so she's like a little runty girl yeah um but they take down this mammoth it's really upsetting there's a moment where he's like beating the mammoth's rock the mammoth's eye in with a rock yeah and he stops and like sees his own reflection in the eye of the mammoth and it's so visceral and upsetting and he has this flashback to when he was teaching his son to hunt for the very first time mm -hmm. and he sees like his, he and his son are like dressed in deer pelts and they go take down this you know this big deer dude and it's basically just him showing his son, like, we have to appreciate the animals because as they're, after they kill it, you know, yeah. the animals laying on the ground is, is still got like the fear in its eyes. And you can see 
um, Spear's reflection in the eye and his son's reflection in the eye, and they each yeah. put their hand on the deer's face to like comfort it as it dies because it's all part of the so, of life. Um, I'm gonna round about that right back to Avatar. So in Avatar, every time they kill something, they always say, I see you to it, right? Like, I appreciate you. I see what you are. I don't mean anything bad, right? And I was right. picking up on that vibe. And then it also reminded me of um, the beginning of the new God of War. So Kratos, like, takes his son out to go hunting, and they kill this deer, and... Um, when like the sun shoots the deer it falls over and it's still alive and he goes all right you need to finish what you started like you put it in the state now you have to finish it right you know and the sun has a hard time doing it so kratos has to like help him with the final part you know yeah so i was just thinking of this whole like dad passing on what he's learning but you know it's all part of this thing they're not doing it out of anything bad like it's just part of that world and that nature you know yeah and you get to see the emotion in the you know the caveman's face you can Mm -hmm. tell that it doesn't bring him joy to kill it's just something that he has to do in order or in order to survive yeah and i love that the first thing he does because i mean you you they go straight into like why did i even kill this thing immediately it's a fucking blizzard and this dude is wearing a loincloth alone yes and that's it and the first thing he does is rip off some pelt to make a big ass coat and he's like fuck yes i'm so warm (laughs) yes and that killed me he makes a little jacket for the dinosaur he does and the dinosaur bucks that shit off like i don't need that shit she's like i'm a dinosaur get it off me i got this and i was like whatever man he's trying to be nice to you i know so yeah they take what they can off the mammoth they like strip it clean pretty much and gather all the meat onto a sleigh that they make out of the mammoth's bones and then mm-hmm. they drag that off into a cave um they're awakened later on in the cave by like a stampeding sound of tons of woolly mammoths beating down their cave because they have found where the so they they tracked the sled essentially to where the where these two were yeah resting. so so they found their like elder or whatever dead yeah which I was upset this part because he was calling out to his tribe in the storm and they didn't fucking bother to turn around. Well, so so at the same time, though, could they just have not heard him? I mean, it was a blizzard and he got pretty far behind. I guess. I was just really, I was so sad for the mammoth at that point because like he, he died so alone feeling like nobody cared about him. And then now in death, everyone's like, oh no, we, we didn't want you to die. And he doesn't know that. Should have been there for him. So they track them down to their little cave. The show is so heavy. (laughs) I know. It's got a lot of... It deals with a lot of things. So honestly, this is the one that I think about the most. It... Like, I thought about this one for days after I first saw it. It's a really striking episode. I kind of wish that I had spaced it out a little more so I I didn't shotgun (laughs) the whole thing. So they chase them down to their cave... And they're attacking where they're at, and Fang and Spear come out, and they're like, oh, fuck, we're under attack. So they start fighting all the mammoths, and these two get Fang in a pretty bad situation. They, like, kind of run into her and are, like, squishing the life out of her. 
yeah, and you can hear it. It's horrible. The voice acting for having no words, like no discernible dialogue, the voice yeah. acting is so good. Yeah, dude. There's so much emotion in it, just like in the in the grunts that, that Spear does and in the, like the screaming that Fang does. You can really yeah. hear what they're trying to convey. So Fang is being squished, and you can see her going like more limp and just like... So w- when she's screaming, her tongue is like lolled out. Yes. Because like she just is struggling to breathe. And I was like, oh my god! Save her! And Spear goes back for the only weapon that he can find, and it is this tusk that they were using to pull the sled with uh, of all the meat and stuff, right? Yeah. And he's swinging it at him, and he's going all crazy, trying to act like he's tough. And the, like, lead mammoth sees the tusk and just kind of stares at him with, like, these big wide eyes, like, oh my god. And Fang, not Fang, so Spear looks into his eyes, and he looks down at the tusk, and he realizes like what he's done and what the situation is and he offers the tusk back to that mammoth the mammoth takes it and they just leave herd wanders off they just and leave they go to the elephant graveyard and they lay the tusk down and they have a little elephant ceremony for their dead so when i watched it the second time right mm-hmm. when they find the body he's like petting his face right yeah and then he gets down to where the tusk would be and when it's missing that's when his eyes go all crazy and they decide yeah. to follow the the trail like the whole time they were gonna do a funeral but they didn't have the proper piece so they just went to find it they weren't even mad they just realized oh well life has happened to this guy but he is one of ours and we have to bury him and honor him still and yeah, that shit hit me man the shit hit me I wonder if there's something specifically biological about the tusk, because I didn't even think about that. I wonder I if that's know. like an identifying feature for elephants. Because the elephant graveyard they go to, in, I mean, there's like full skeletons in some of them. Yeah, it's totally full of bones, so you don't... But I guess that would be the easiest one to get to? I don't know. I just kind of wondered, know? like, why didn't they just have the funeral for the obvious corpse that they found? Well, I think they have, like, a central place, because there were a ton of elephant bones there yeah so i think that is like their memorial site and they're like well we have to get something of his here to honor him the elephant graveyard is a trope in a lot of things like the lion king of course comes to mind is that a thing that elephants do do they have real elephant graveyards i'm not 100 percent sure but i think that might be a thing i'm gonna look it up real quick just because i'm i'm curious now elephant graveyard because i mean they never forget they never forget to love. <laughs> okay, so an elephant's graveyard is a mythical place where, according to legend, older elephants instinctively direct themselves when they reach a certain age. They would then mm. die there alone, far from the group. That is oh, depressing. Okay. That is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but so, that one hit me really hard that it was strictly it was strictly so that they could go through their mourning process. Yeah. Nothing malicious. They just happened to have taken the thing that they needed. You know? And then they leave, and Fang's just like, what the fuck? You were you were squishing the life out of me, and now you just leave? <laughs> and then that was it for episode three. Yeah. And then we get to episode four. The craziest? The shit. most metal episode of all time. So bizarre. That so... shit opens with, <laughs> with 
with Spear riding Fang being chased by, like, a sea of velociraptors. Tiny little red velociraptors. Just so many of them. And they are jumping at him, and he's, like, stabbing them in the face or slitting stuff off of them, and Fang's just biting them in half and shit. <laughs> it's dope. It's it's wild. So they're, like, sprinting, and then uh, Spear's like, oh, my God, head for the cornfield or whatever what that is. And then like, so Fang ducks down, and they run into the corn and kind of disappear until... Then- they come out on the other side and they're surrounded they like block them off but like the sun's going down and all the velociraptors freak out and they're like and they just leave so spear and fang are like okay let's get out of here let's get out of here before they start some shit and they take off and so as they ride off they come across did you ever see the time machine is it a movie yes i did not so like the guy goes like way forward into the future and there's like a group of people that live underground. Okay. I can't remember what they're called. They're called like Mor- Morlocks, I think. So they come across this like tribe of sort of ape men. They're not quite as advanced as Spear. Yeah. But they live like underground because they're all like albino. They're all white. They don't really come up at all. And there's one that has like meat. And he's trying to get back to this rock where they all live. And he trips and breaks his leg. It's horrific. It's so gross. Which is the thing, though. He trips and falls, but yet his leg goes like 180 degrees. It it's totally so just like bends in half. Completely wild. I was like, why did that happen? <laughs> so he falls and he's crying out to the other apes. And I watched a thing on it, and I was like, I totally agree. He's not even crying out for them to help him. He's crying out for somebody to get the meat, because all of them are super skinny. Yeah. So he's just saying, let me die, but somebody come get the meat and save everybody else. That's poignant. Like, what is going on? And one guy comes out to get the meat, right? Mm -hmm. He's running with the goofiest run I've ever seen. This dude (laughs) is just, like, slapping the ground all weird. And it is immediately just picked off the ground by something that we can't see. His thing swoops down and just takes this guy. And so Spear goes, I'm going to help this guy. So he runs out there, grabs the guy and the meat, gets him to safety. And they all just like take the meat, disappear. They're fucking gone. And Spear's like, what the fuck is going on? And he turns around and it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It's this giant man bat thing that is completely blood red it is like there's a a huge blood moon risen in the sky and these horrific like demon horned winged bat face man body creatures totally naked are just like flying through the air it it looks like the cover art to the best metal album you've ever heard it really does and so they kidnap spear and take him off And they can't pick up Fang because she weighs too much and she won't sit still for him. So they just leave her there and fucking take off with the caveman. And this part kind of got me. The fact that she chases them for so long and is running alone in this giant, like, like Salt Lake City desert thing. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. And just her just running through this desert. And then she reaches that wall. So there's like a giant tower. 
and the bat thing takes Spear into the top of the tower. And Fang tries to climb it for a long time, realizes she can't do it. It is the longest. So it's like that... You ever watch Ninja Warrior? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it reminded me so much of the warped wall. Of the wall at the end? Yes. She, like, took a run at it and, like, tried to climb it and couldn't do it. And then took another run and tried to climb it and couldn't do it. She must have done it, like, like 15 times. But it was like if the timer for that was, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Just, just keep trying this wall for as long as you can. Over and over and over until you are bloodied and cannot anymore. And then comes... One of the reasons that Fang is one of my favorite characters in anything I've ever seen. <laughs> this wild dinosaur looks up to the sky, re- realizing that bats are taking food in there, and <laughs> pretends to die. She plays dead so good. What she good screams just, and dies. <laughs> so I'm so dead. She, I think even her tongue comes out. She's just like, Bleh. Yeah, she just, bleh. And let these the two bats. bats pick her up. They come down, they're like, I guess she's dead. Yeah, and they're having a hard time picking her up, too. Yeah, and she's just like, like flapping, like, oh my god, it's so there. difficult. And so this is one of the more confusing parts of this episode. Yeah. So she gets dropped in there, and she's trying to find him, and comes across a gigantic spider. Enormous. Like, she is maybe the size of half of the spider's head maybe like a, the biggest spider and so these are bats and this thing is like a spider queen of some sort yeah what do bats and spiders have in common i just don't know i think i, I she must be some kind of like blood moon queen and they're like doing her bidding or something i don't know i've watched a whole bunch of stuff that's like why what <laughs> why is this bats leader a giant spider. Yeah, I mean, bats eat spiders for the most part. But so, the spider's kicking Fang's ass, and Fang, like, smells spear in this one web pod. Rips it open. I got really worried for, for Fang at this point. I was like, she's gonna she's gonna die for real, real. Yeah, dude. She gets, she gets her butt handed to her. And spear uh, rips out of the thing, he rips out of the web, and they work together, kill the spider. They kill it so good. So the way that they do it, there's like old dinosaur skulls and bones in there. Um, yeah. Fang, or no, Spear is looking around because he's like, oh, I have to help Fang because Fang is like on the edge of death over there. And so he looks around, he sees this Triceratops skull and he's like, that's going to do it. And so yep. he like gets his favorite weapon, surprisingly, not his spear, a rock. And <laughs> beats the For shit real, he does this... use a rock a lot. Yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> So he beats this skull into pieces and grabs one of the horns and then just like rams it straight through that spider. Just like right through through the face, just right through its face, just directly through it. It was so satisfying. Kills it instantly. And then they're like, yeah, we did it. So they go to the cave entrance and go, oh, guess what? We're like a hundred stories high. Yeah. Are you going to get, what are we going to do? And so I got to know if that's a real thing that you could potentially do. You know, I I was wondering that as it happened. So the way that they decide to get down is they go back and Fang or Spears like, I got this. Uh, I'll figure it out. And then he goes and grabs the spider's fucking like web. spinneret stuff. Yeah, like the little like the little the spidey stuff that comes out of her and yeah. ties it around Fang and just 
chucks her off the cliff. And... But, like, he starts just, like, pulling this out of the spinneret. Just, like, yeah, like ripping out handkerchiefs. Web. Yeah. And I'm like, does it work that way? I feel like the spider has to consciously make the web because they're not just, like, spools of thread inside, right? That's what I'm thinking because... Because when they do it, he, like, reaches the end of the spool. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's no more give to this rope. And I was yeah. like, mm, okay. But, I mean, we're talking about a dude with a T-Rex fighting giant bats and a giant spider. Like, I'll suspend my disbelief for a minute. You I know? can <laughs> overlook this spider science, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, he ties it around him and they, like, rappel down this cliff face. And then, is that that for that episode? I think that's pretty much and the end. And then they head. So, all the bats come back, see that their spider queen is dead. Right. And rush out for revenge. They're running back. And Spear oh, had yeah. lost his spear with the albino monkey people. Yes. And when the bats are chasing him, this one found it. And he's been waiting for Spear to come back. So, he signals him. He's like, I have your spear! He just kind of, like, <laughs> grunts at him. And, like, gets him his spear back, goes back to hiding, spear and fang are just running, running, and all these bats are chasing him, and spear has the best idea. He goes, hey, go back to the cornfield. So they duck down, they head back to that cornfield, and they duck real low, and they're hiding. And then suddenly, the bats descend, and what do they find there in the corn? All the velociraptors waiting for them to come back. You guys forgot about the velociraptors, didn't you? And they fucking just start eating the shit out of each other. They wreck each other. It is the craziest little battle. And then they just kind of slip out the side, take off towards the sunset, and boom. Episode over. It was the best. I love that one. It was was a good episode. It's really good. It was a nice little... A departure from what I think the rest of the series was. It was much more fantastical, kind of. Yeah, the rest is very feeling and all that, like getting this like emotion across. And this yeah. one was just like action movies, sit back and enjoy. Yes. You know, it was a good break to the pace because they're all like, yeah, we're going to hit you with the last one. Yeah, so the last episode. <laughs> oh, hold on. I have a note for you on the fourth episode. So, okay. I was sitting there stunned at the end of it just letting the credits roll and whose okay. name do i see in the credits but tom kenny the voice of spongebob i'm thinking he must have been the monkey people <laughs> he was okay <laughs> i was like what that's a nice little thing for him i guess perfect role. i mean he does so much stuff yeah he is all he over he's a man of many faces that's funny i don't think i've seen that because i'm usually just like I my eyes just go like blank with awe from how good that show was. I'm just like, oh. I know, <laughs> and I miss all the credits. Yeah, that's pretty much how I was, and I was just like, wait a minute, Tom Kenny. Yeah. So, so then we get to the last one, episode five, where everything is beautiful and great, and all the pain is over, and they it just sure is hang out in this beautiful oasis. So the episode starts with them in this. They're just kind of like they arrive in this oasis. So they basically get to the Great Valley. Yes, it is the promised land. It's gorgeous. There's a slow little stream. There's a nice little beach. There's butterflies going around. It is it is so peaceful there that when... So as we remember, the first episode, Spear is fishing, right? And he's yes. using his spear to stab him with. Yeah, that's he where goes we to first fish. Yeah, he goes to fish here. 
And this place is so serene and calm. The fish aren't scared of him because they've never had anything to be scared of. That he can literally just pick them up with his hands. Yeah, he's about to like stab him with a spear and then he looks into it yeah. and he's like, why am I doing this? He says, they have the spear. had that little trouble in this place. Like it's that, it's that safe here. Just gently picks up these fish and they have a little beach picnic. Yeah. And he puts his little hand in the sand and just kind of admires it. And then Fang comes along and is like, I can do that too. Puts her, was cute, man. He puts her little paw print in the sand. And, and then she just, makes a paw print like his. And she's like, man, mine is way bigger. And they just kind of relax and chill. And I, I would have spent I would have spent the rest of my life in this little oasis with them. Like, it's just, so great, dude. He's like floating on his back in the pool. And it's just, they have a minute to breathe you know we really we needed that as the audience as well and you get to see them like have fun with each other for like the first time because when they do the paw prints a worm comes out of the sand yes and it triggers ptsd for fang about the snakes and she takes off running so far away and spears like what (laughs) it's a worm so he picks it up and 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 fang just shakes her head like no no, so scary. She's looking like a dog who just like saw the vacuum get pulled out. And then he eats the worm like, dude, come on. Like, I ate it. It's fine. And she's like, I'm not coming back. And just takes a nap on a rock. Yep. <laughs> so then he's floating and he goes for a little swim and he's diving deep in this pool. And then he's like, ooh, I'm going to scare her again. I'm going to prank her. Because she's asleep on the rock. I'm going to. I'm going to swim up all quiet and jump out at her, right? Yes. And as he's getting close, you see these shadows just just like go by real quick. And he's like, what the hell was that? So he climbs up on the rock and Fang is gone. Nowhere to be seen. Perfect oasis. No longer perfect. This, there's definitely something wrong here, but he's just like, I got to find her. So he's screaming for her, screaming for her, and then catch a rock to the back of the head. Vision goes black. And then... He kind of wakes up a little bit and sees this, like, weird monkey person. Very unlike the ones we saw in the last one that were real, like, thin and weak. These are big, strong ones, you know? And they hit him again, and he goes out. So then we wake up in this, like, Coliseum Arena type place. And it is full of really big strong monkey people so there's like the normal monkeys in like the stands and then there's like these gorilla style like silverback gorillas in the middle and there's like this tournament that they're gonna have and the last one standing gets to move on to whatever the next phase will be so you just watch these these big silverback gorillas kicking each other's asses beating the shit out of each other viciously gratuitous violence but it is controlled because the one that's in charge is like in this like garb with this stick. Yeah, he's and got like a cheetah says, rope. Like when he says like that one's had enough, he'll like tap the stick and they immediately stop beating the one that they're on and they move on. So like they're not even just like mindlessly killing them. There's like a process to this. Yep. And all of this is without dialogue, so you have to infer what the process is. And it's not even difficult to infer. Like, this show, yeah. for having no dialogue, it is extremely clear in its message. 
Mm -hmm. It's beautiful in that way. So all the monkeys fight, and then there's one left. One sole monkey left, and he goes to the bottom of this, like, little slide, kind of. And the one at the top has this bowl full of this black, like, almost tar liquid stuff. Yeah, this big saucer. He's, like, got his arms out. He's got the giant saucer in it. And he bends down and, like, tips the saucer just enough to where a little bitty drop of this tar comes down. A drop. One singular drop. A tiny drop comes down this slide and goes all the way down, picking up all this dirt, I'm sure. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then gets down to the gorilla's mouth. And the gorilla's like, gulp. And it's basically like Popeye spinach. And he becomes huge and strong and roids out. hulks out. Big time. Big time. And then they, you see Fang on the wall. like Tied up. Tied up in ropes like a pinata, poor baby. So they come over and they like cut her down and let her loose into the arena. And now Fang has to fight the gorilla man. Hulk gorilla. Hulk gorilla. And you're thinking, we've seen Fang destroy an enormous spider. And, well, <laughs> yeah. she, she's she's survived a lot. So this should be no problem for her. Um, so she's fighting the gorilla, and it's not going great. <laughs> she's getting her leg kicked in. She's getting her face knocked up. Like, she can almost not land a shot on this guy. No matter what she does, he is just running circles around her, kicking her ass. And at one point during the fight, she goes to do this big power roar, like, rah, like, it's her classic battle cry that she's been doing. And she tries, and it's just, like, a squeak, and blood comes out instead of a roar. Yeah. And she kind of, like, falters and falls down. And a spear at this point on the wall is also tied up. Freaking out. He's freaking out. He's trying to figure out, I need to get off of this. I need to go help my baby, my friend, my pal. And so he's, like, biting through his vines. He gets down, and some of the monkey council are like, oh, we gotta stop that. And so he, like, kicks him apart and gets up to the top of the big pedestal thing. leader guy. Yes. Which is probably one of my favorite parts. Because yes. he straight up picks that guy up and just throws him off the pedestal. Chucks him down. Down these stories and he just lands and they're like, oh shit! <laughs> so it's, it's very unceremonious. It's just this like, plop. He's dead. Yeah. So the monkeys just see that and we don't know what's going on up there either. They yeah. crest the top of the thing and what do they find? He is tipping this big saucer of that black tar power juice. Just chugging that shit he has chugged the whole saucer and they're like oh no the whole thing he so other dude hulked out (laughs) i don't even know what you call this i it was it was more than a transformation like he becomes this whole new primal creature (laughs) yeah uh he loses his shit he jumps down and is going to rescue his friend he kicks apart these gorillas like it ain't so, no thing. So I was living for this part. Yes. I was cheering in my seat. Holy shit. So so the Hulk gorilla, he literally grabs him by both his arms, rips them <laughs> off, and then beats him to death with his own arms. <laughs> and then proceeds to punch these other monkeys so hard that the skin flies off their skeletons. He's basically 
playing Monkey Corpse Fruit Ninja. Just like... Oh, that is that is the best analogy for that ever. <laughs> it's just... If we had he thought anything before... massacring was, these people. Yeah, this is the most gratuitous amount of violence you're going to find in this show. So, like, he will punch them. Their guts will fly out of their face. Like, he punches yeah. one dude's skull in half. It's... It's... <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> it was so awesome, though. By the time he's done, he's ripped apart everything. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I beat everything. And then he goes, and he's like, okay, time to find Fang. And he turns around, and he so, sees her. So, like, he basically kills them throughout the night. Yes, it takes and a long come time. The next morning, he has, like, de-hulked, and he's just covered in blood. Head to Literally toe. Literally head to toe. Fully Surrounded covered. by guts Hundreds and of monkey brains, just everybody is dead. And so he's normal, and he's like, oh yeah, I was trying to save my dino pet. Right. So let's go over there. So, and then what happened? So he walks up to her, and he kind of nudges her a little bit, and is like, okay, it's time to, time to get up and go. She's still laying on the ground where we last saw her when she fell. And he can't wake her up, and he pushes her face real hard and he can't wake her up that part got me like and i was holding back my tears like so you hard feel the desperation point. when he like shoves her again like so hard like hey hey like i'm not playing this time like i tried to wake you up nice but like you're scaring me <laughs> and he like frantically is pushing her face and she just lolls there and rolls around and it ends with him putting his hand by her eye and it cuts, fades to black, and that's all we have. And that's the show. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> now you know that's half of season one, right? What? There's, there's going to be more? Yeah. What? Oh my god, I didn't even know. No, that's not the end of the show. Oh my god. Oh my that's god. just that's just all that's out. Oh my god. What? Yeah, so there will be five more in Good. 2020. Uh, I'm not going to be able to handle it. God, it's like you just, like, stab my heart with a needle of adrenaline. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had no, no idea yeah. there was going to be more. I thought that was it. I thought it was a concise little, like, birth-to-death run there. Oh, no, 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 no. <sighs> okay. No, if if Fang's truly dead, like, I will be done with the show. Like, oh, my no, God. I no fucking... doubt. I thought she was, like, dead and gone for good. No, I... so she doesn't wake up. We don't know where it's going to go. I really but there will be up. more. She doesn't next look year. good. Nah, she's she's mangled, so he might be having to take care of her for a while. I will watch five episodes of him just nursing her back to health. <laughs> I'll watch that. He's like, you have to eat a worm every day. <laughs> Get over the snake fear. The show is so good. I cannot recommend it enough. Like, I I did not expect it to to affect me in this way. Like, it is a show about a caveman and a dinosaur. And it hits some, I think the best word you said was poignant messages. Like, like this is stuff to make you think. Yeah, These it are makes you human feel. elements in a time where humanity was not that advanced. There wasn't this sense of right and wrong like that. But here's a guy kind of teaching this dinosaur to feel that way. Yeah. You know? It's fucking beautiful. It's great. It's beautiful. It's heavy. Watch it with a friend. <laughs> Hold them close. I am- so glad that you liked it. Yeah, I loved it, man. I okay. thank you for that recommendation. That is one that I would take to the bank as being one of the best things I've ever seen 
usually my taste I can kind of be like, all right, I know that it's like more geared towards me. I don't think people would like it, but this is one that I'm like, no, everyone would like it. Yeah, honestly, I think people that... need to just push past the fact that there's no talking. Yeah, it can appeal to an audience of anyone. I wouldn't recommend it for children. <laughs> maybe just because definitely it's... not. Yeah, like a mature audience maybe, but um, it's it's got something that is just kind of it's what am i trying to say (laughs) there's so there's this truth in it yes there's there is it's a universal truth that i think can be appreciated by anyone who watches it yeah it is for real one of my favorite things that i've ever come across it it is one of like my deepest fandoms right now i will be all about this when it comes out i will push this on anyone that i can I think it is so great and needs to be pumped out more to, like, the masses. You should legit get a Spear and Fang tattoo. I really want one, kind of. It's such a good image. Just him, like, on her back, pointing, got that spear. It's gorgeous. Like, like that that wave hitting in the back is just the coolest thing ever. And so, at the end of every episode, um, there's, like... There's, like, their little, like, Cartoon Network, like, doo-doo-doo-doo thing, you know? Yeah. And they show the scene when he, like, rides her for the first time, and it hypes me up every time I see it. (laughs) I'm just like, that is so awesome. Like, I would truly love to find somebody that could get a good drawing of that, and I would totally think about getting a tattoo of that. Okay. (laughs) Because I can't see myself ever not loving this it's just so awesome absolutely i mean it's such the simplest concept like let's get a caveman and a t-rex together and then took it in this whole like feeling aspect it has nothing to really do with them yeah it's just this life in it's just i I just don't even know (laughs) see how much you love it (laughs) i truly love it it's so cool fang is one of my favorite dinosaurs i've ever scene in my life i love her i hope she comes back i want to die if she doesn't so speaking of big days um well two more things for you guys because yeah, today's such a big day we got a lot i want to go ahead and briefly comment on the fact that sonic got a new trailer today oh my god are you sure you want to make this brief because like we have oh i'll make it brief I straight up wanted to throw down with Kelsey about that first trailer. <laughs> if you guys remember, I was into the first trailer. Not uh, even in the fact of how he looked. I just thought the movie looked awful. Yeah. I think... I thought the tone was bad. I was like, they <laughs> are promoting it like it's funny, but it doesn't seem funny. None of what they're trying to get me to feel am I feeling. Yeah. So... It got an overhaul based on all the fan feedback, which was much in the vein of Robert, where, you know, the movie didn't fit the overall tone. And also, Sonic looks like a demon. A a hedgehog human abomination. Like, I don't know what he was. Like a human had sex with a hedgehog and then created a regret. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But they went, like, Detective Pikachu with this thing. They took the idea that we know and just made it look like it could exist in the real world 
yeah, they didn't try to make That's Sonic all they did. have human teeth or a human tongue. They didn't no. try to make him have a realistic nose. They didn't no, try mean, to separate his eyes. Like, his eyes so, used to be one eye apart. Like, there was enough room in the center for a whole other Sonic eye. Yeah. Which, if you look at the actual character of Sonic, he pretty much just has the one eye or it's goggles or something. Yeah. Now, in the new design, he does have two separate eyes. He does. But they're but close enough together to where they look nicely. They're close enough together. And there's the fur right above his nose is white. So it looks yes. like it kind of connects in the old, you know? Yeah. But he does have two eyes, which is normal. And that's fine. And he's got eyebrows. Look at him. I know. He is emoting the ways that the lions could not in The yes. Lion King. His face shape is so much more like expressive and yeah. you're able to like connect with it. You know, <laughs> like I feel like furry, I would adopt this puppy. If I had furry song, things in movies need eyebrows, period. They That's really it. do. Just give them eyebrows guys. That's yeah. all they want. Uh, you had me watch this before we recorded and I am 10,000% behind it. Yes, me too. They, so pick, they... they picked the song choice that fits the like style they were going for this time yeah i really don't know why they went with gangsters paradise like i love that song and i think i like the trailer just because i love that song but okay (laughs) you don't play gangsters paradise when you're trying to like promote a comedy movie it doesn't fit yeah it's two different moves this comedy movie no but they picked an upbeat song this time they were like all right we're having fun like we're doing things like you're into the music it's a lot snappier of, of a trailer. Things are happening faster. Yes. And just, dude, the way he looks is everything I want. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm so happy they fixed him. But I will say, he looks much more cartoonish. As he should. Like, even like his finish. Because like, while granted, there are no, you know, bipedal hedgehogs in the world, <laughs> right? Yeah. He looks much more real in the old one, but he has like this cartoonish gloss in the redesign. Yeah, they gave him like a shimmer. Yeah, it's not just that he looks more cartoony like in his proportions, but like his whole his whole body just looks like a cartoon in this world kind of. Yeah, like the lighting artists did work on this guy. It looks good. I love him. I love it. I will see it day one. Good. I'm excited. And it's Valentine's Day, so sorry, but that's my Valentine's Day plans. Yep. Sonic. God, he's so cute. So please watch the trailer. I, me and Kelsey are in 100% agreement. No bad feelings here. (laughs) We're in cohesion now. No hands being thrown for this one. (laughs) We're good. I forgot how mad you were at me the first trailer. (laughs) I really was. (laughs) Like, I even said, I even said that I didn't like Jim Carrey in the trailer just because I felt like it didn't look good. Yeah. It was because the way they cut the trailer, because it's almost the same scenes, but they sell it now and it feels good. Did you notice that uh, Jim Carrey does that, like, Dr. Robotnik dance? Yes. It's so good. I'm so excited (laughs) for it. We'll put the new trailer in the show notes. Love it. And then... It is also a big day. One of our previous guests, if you'll remember, Mary, from our Halloween bonus episode, she actually wrote a book. And a it is book. being released today. And it's 
not about witches. <laughs> it is not about witches. It's actually about science fiction. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi novel. It is. I mean, so I'm going to be real. I have read some of it because I was going to help her edit it when she was writing it. Yeah. And I did a very bad job of that. Okay. Because she was pumping out chapters and I was like, dude, it took me like a year to read a Spider-Man comic. Like, I can't read this much book. (laughs) And then the whole like having to go to England thing happened and she took it all like into her own hands to do it. And she did a fantastic job. And I feel really bad that I couldn't keep to my part, but I have read some of it. Uh, It is, it is like a whole science fiction world. I'm so impressed with her. So this is the first in a series of three, right? She's going to do a trilogy. I don't know how many there will be, but she was, she's excited that this is done because she's already working on the next one. That's awesome. Man, that is a lot of work to self-publish a book. So it is available on Amazon. You can get it, you can get a Kindle version or you can buy an actual paperback, but it is, all right, so it's more of a like, buy and print it kind there aren't any made until you buy one oh okay so these are bespoke books yeah when you when you pay for a copy they print you a copy so it is so it is not in any bookstore okay it is on amazon it's a pretty lengthy book it's 239 pages that's 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 a book man it's called accretion which not secretion (laughs) No, it is accretion, which is a black hole term. Isn't because the rock... this book? I don't know. Accretion's the name of a Sigma's rock ability in Overwatch, and he, like pulls the rock up and chucks it at your face. Oh my you know? god! Well, yeah, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, I know that because word. he deals in black holes. Oh, so it... that is his whole thing. What does accretion mean? So accretion in astrophysics, it is the accumulation of particles into a massive object by gravitationally attracting more matter. Oh, okay, so it's Gravity Rock. Yeah, so it is about... So her book is actually about a black hole. Sweet. I love the cover art. It's gorgeous. And I'll go ahead and give you guys, like, a little bit of how it goes, because I thought this was a cool concept. So the opening of the book is basically an intro... So each chapter is an introduction to each new character. Okay. But at the end of each chapter... It rewinds itself, and you see the same events happening from this <gasps> new character's perspective. Ooh, I love shit like that. So, I remember her doing some stuff, and she was like, do you know how hard it is to remember if if there's two people in the same conversation? The conversation happens word for word the same in both chapters. Yeah. Like, it can't be different, because it's the same conversation, you know? She's gotta have, like, a timeline, one of those boards with just, like, pictures and string and thumbtacks. But so the opening like not half maybe but like the good opening portion is meeting all these characters but getting to see similar so like the same event maybe this person wasn't in this part so you see a different event that happened while this conversation was happening right okay but you get to see the same thing happen from each person's perspective and what they thought of it all coming to a head to what goes on later nice so i thought that was a cool way to introduce your book yeah i like that but it is called accretion um mary will get mad at me but i'm gonna oh it does say it's part of the caligneus 
Caligonous. Calig- Caligonous. Caligonous. Caligonous trilogy. This oh, is God. book one. Ca- I have to. I have to see this. Caligonous. Mary knows big words, and it hurts me sometimes. I'm like, oh, those words. <laughs> Such words. Um, so much research was put into the true science behind everything that's in this. Like she didn't Mary. just write anything. She like, like the way a black hole affects stuff. If they're you know interacting with it true science type stuff would happen to them like she did a lot of research into the the real aspect but then created all these worlds all these different races all this stuff there's a whole bunch in it look at mary go writing books casting spells research it's impressive a woman of very impressive good on you mary please please check it out if you like science fiction i have a feeling you'll really like this one it's it's got some cool stuff. Hell yeah. Like, really cool stuff. We will link it in the show notes. Um, if you would like to buy a physical book, like I said, that's on there too. It will be printed and shipped straight to you. Come check it out, guys. All right, let's uh, accrete this episode into the sky. Into the sky. I don't know what it is. I still don't know what accretion is. Um, it's gravity, man. Let's ride that gravity train to the end please tell your friends about us help us grow this audience oh help us create this audience yeah help us uh let's just gravitate everyone into us come on just like give them that one little finger come this way (laughs) don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode uh we release weekly every monday to date no mondays missed we're solid we're always there if you have a second, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I always ask for like a little blur, but five stars, that's good enough. Yes, uh, you can find us and friend us on social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter and Instagram. That stands for You Must Be Thinking of Another Podcast. Please be sure to like and follow our Facebook page. Look for us on YouTube. Come interact with us. Leave us some comments. We have one bot comment on YouTube, and we have very few comments on Facebook. I would love to see you guys that's true. Come and chat. You can also email us at yemtope at gmail.com. We really want listener mail. Uh, if you watch Primal, tell us what you think about it. If you uh, just listen to us talk about it. Please write to me on Primal, because I would love to talk to some people about it. Yes. It, it, it'll it change your life. It'll blow you away. It really will. So, I was actually talking to somebody at work, and they were talking about a topic that they would like us to talk about. They want us oh, to go right. deep. What do they, they want us like, to go yeah, deep go on? deep. I won't tell you. Uh, because I told them I won't do it unless you write an email. <laughs> I'm not taking no word of mouth stuff. You, All right. You want me to go deep? Write an email. You got to put it in writing. Legally, we cannot go deep unless you put it in writing. But I'll go ahead and tell you because it's made for you. Oh, I want to know. What is it? What is it? She wants us to go deep on space and aliens and life out there. Oh, God. Okay, I can go real deep on that. Because I was like, dude, we just talked about Ad Astra and it killed Kelsey due to this exact topic. Like, I might float away if we talk about that. So that's just some of the stuff that we would like to hear you guys talk about. Like she, she was just saying, it's something that I wonder about. And so she just wanted to hear other aspects of what somebody else thought about it. Well, send that email, girl. We'll get on it. If there's something that you have a question about, you're like, this is just something that I think about, 
What do other people think about it? Send it to us. Maybe we've never thought about it, and you'll get us to come up with a whole wild thing that no one's thought of before. Maybe. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube while you're checking us out on YouTube. And as always, thanks for listening, and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Is Fang gonna be okay? Touch you better. I can't. I can't. one more important sound we wanted you to hear i was going to make some coffee to talk coffee i mean when we talk coffee you'll find out why it's like seven o'clock at night you can't have coffee right now staying awake would not be the problem night like, poops maybe i don't night i just poops. i just don't want coffee like it's <laughs> that's a morning poops. drink night poops <laughs> talking about the night poops Talking about those late night can't sleep poops. <laughs> Talking about the night poops. <laughs> In the sleepy time. <laughs> God. Okay.